everybody, welcome back to the Move Plus, another special edition, a, a mini episode. We're talking about stage 15 of the Vuelta España. Rui Costa won in, in classic Rui Costa fashion, uh, just sitting on those wheels, sucking the life out of everyone in the breakaway before um, putting his nose in the wind for about 10 seconds at the end of win. Remco Evenepoel was up there driving the brake all day, finished fourth. We will talk about that a little bit as all, also, as well as uh, the big picture scenario of what's going on here with Remco. Is he making the right decision, going for breakaways every day, slowly taking time back, or should he do something else? Johan, I'll get your thoughts on that right after we hear from our sponsors. Hey, hope you're enjoying the Move Plus with Johan and Spencer. Uh, I'm JB, and I'm just going to jump in here for a second to tell you about our partners at Manscaped, who are doing a great thing. Um, you know, we've told you earlier in the year, April was Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Well, they're taking a step further. Like, let's talk about the uh, threat of testicular cancer year-round. Let's get guys to check themselves, take care of themselves year-round. And they donate to it as well. So if you're in the market for something to take care of yourself down there, uh, check out the TCS Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. With the launch of their special edition Lawnmower 4.0 Purple Trimmer, Manscaped will be donating another $25,000 to their longtime partner, the Testicular Cancer Society. So get your order in now. Get 20% off, free shipping, and use the code THEMOVE, all caps, one word, THEMOVE, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEMOVE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Now back to Johan and Spencer. All right, Johan, do you, what are your, what's your takeaways here about um, Rimco, his decision to, I guess, get in the breakaway every day, drive the breakaway, and then try to outsprint everyone with everyone on his wheel from the breakaway. Do you think this is a yeah. good idea? Well, I think you know it was it was a great idea yesterday um, when the, the the climbs were hard, and and you know he, he knew that he could you know drop whoever was with him. Today, I think personally, I did. I, I don't think it was a good idea. Uh, the stage was was a lot less hard. I'm not going to say it was a lot easier. It was a lot less hard, and um, you kind of have to think that after yesterday's incredible raid, uh, he did uh, a ride and raid. I would say, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he has to feel the fatigue. Also, I mean, he's not a robot. He's not Superman. Uh, and so to me, it seems like, I mean, at least that's what I take away sitting here, you know, behind the screen that he thought he would do the same thing all over again today. And, um, you know, cycling at the highest level doesn't, doesn't work that way. Not even if you call Remco Evenepoel. So personally, I think it was a mistake to go in the breakaway today. Um, it was very likely that there were going to be other good riders with him. And that it was going to be difficult to drop him, to drop these other riders on the on that last climb, you know, six percent, five percent slopes, fatigued, knowing that you have to do the vast majority of the work in that breakaway. And you know, it was not just one or two riders; there were seven, eight riders with him. And, and especially, you know, if you see that guys like Rui Costa and and breakaway specialist uh, Leonard Kemna, and those guys, man, are there, when they're in a break. They're in it to win. You know, it's not just not just be in there to be in the break. Um, I think it was not uh, a smart move. Um, of course, you know, if he would have won the stage, I would have been talking differently. But still, 
I personally think that um, it's a bit of I wouldn't I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it naive, but uh, I really don't know if he's the guy who's making those decisions or if there's somebody on that team who's kind of telling him, hey, you know what, let's do this or let's do something else. You know, it's not going to work every day. So that's a bit of a question mark to me. Is the the directions and the advice he's getting from the team management and especially from the car at the race, is that the right way? Um, you know, I've said already many times, you know, a, a rider of that category, of that pedigree, when they're good, they're incredibly good. And the main job of a sport director is, you know, think about the, the next days, think about the team and trying to slow them down and only release them from their cage uh, when it matters. And it, to me, it sounds that that's not the case in uh, in Sudal Quickstep with Remco. No, I think it's a really good question. I, I don't understand what's coming through the radio. And if you think about yesterday, like, well, well, you guys said he was awesome yesterday. Well, those are HC climbs on a really tough mountain stage. You know, if you're so, so strong, you can just sit on the front. Drafting doesn't matter as much. You can pop everybody off your wheel. This is a significantly different stage. You know, at 6%, those guys were going almost 30 kilometers an hour up those climbs. That's like 18 miles an hour. Draft matters a lot. You'd think you'd want to be caught. And this has been a problem Rimko's struggled with his whole career. Just sitting on the front on these 6% climbs, everyone else is drafting. And you're kind of wondering, what's the plan here, man? Like when he's good, when he's really good and the climbs are a little bit steeper, he just rides away. Yeah. No problem. And also, but Spencer... You know, I mean, uh, even on climbs like this, if this is a one-day race uh, and and a guy like Evan Apul is fresh, he'll drop them. But this is day fifteen in the Tour of Spain. Yeah, you know, this is different. You know, at the end in the last week, you know, even if you think you're good, all of a sudden, I, I remember. I mean, a long time ago when I was racing the Tour, for example, you know, I said one one year I won a stage in week one, you know, and then I said, you know, well, you know, after two weeks, this stage. You know, I'm, I'm circling it. I'm, I'm going to try to be in the break and I'm going to do it again. And I was in the break. <laughs> There's no way I couldn't do it. I couldn't drop anybody because you're already at, you know, everybody's at probably 80%. But when you're at 80%, then, you know, your cruise speed is just, that's all you have. You don't have that punch anymore. And so I think that's what happened today with Remco. Of course, you know, he also paid today for the, the, the I mean, the, what he did yesterday, but also on that last climb, I mean, he, at some point he actually got dropped from the little group he was yeah. in. And I thought it was only logical um, that would happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's obviously great to see that he's fighting back, you know, and that he's uh, he wants to he wants to show that he's still uh, he's still a factor and that he's still a great rider. Um, but I think today's initiative was not your smartest move. Yeah, and I, I went back and did a quick rewatch of the stage before we recorded this, like a condensed rewatch. And if you just pause it at, at many times, it's Evanapol on the front, Rui Costa on the back. Evanapol on the front, Rui Costa on the back. And I know people don't like Rui Costa because he just sucks wheels, but guess what? That's how you win races. Like he, Evanapol should ride a little bit more like Rui. When when Remco learns about drafting, he's going to be unstoppable. <laughs> like this guy won't be able to lose races. He but, learns about drafting. That's a <laughs> I think. You're pulling on a thread here with this one-day comparison that he's approaching stage races as other 21 one-day races and not as an entire work of art, perhaps. Mm. It, it's, yeah. He's not connecting the dots, maybe. I, I think there's a few things that need to be revised. You know, as we said yesterday, uh, probably 
the planning of the season. And, you know, this for, for him this year, this was this was a weird year. You know, as we said, you know, Giro was his main objective. He got he, he went out with COVID. Then I think the mistake was to put Switzerland there in between all of a sudden, not respecting uh, the recovery period. Um, and then preparing for the world's San Sebastian. So all of that, but, you know, the planning, but also the, the, the long-term strategy in a grand tour, in my opinion, is something that his team is lacking. And it's only normal, you know. I mean, if you look, the, 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 the directors uh, at the team, they're young guys, you know, they're uh, recently retired guys, uh, Klaas Lodewijk and Ilio Keise. You know, they were not stage racers. Um, they've been on teams and they've raced stage races, but never with the, the, the philosophy of, okay, this is how we need to approach it. And, you know, it's too easy to say, well, you know, you look how others do it. That's not the way yeah. you need to feel it. You need to actually have that mindset and you need to feel as, as a director who gives instructions and advice, you need to know what these guys feel and, and what's going to come. And if you never felt it yourself, uh, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think that's something that they should look at um, at 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 Sudar Quickstep uh, in terms of you know they're talking about recruiting stronger climbers and this and that and yeah they're doing that, but there's also other things that I think should be looked at in terms of uh, people who are around Remco who could maybe give him better advice. Do you think there's a single person who works at the team that raced a three-week tour for the GC? No. Yeah, that seems like an issue. It, it, there's, I'm just saying that like off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there's not. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think so either. And you were talking about, we were talking offline during the, the race about what Remco's strategy, like certainly it's fun to watch this and he's making the race exciting. We'll talk about how much he disrupted the beginning really quick when we're at the end, but would you think this is good? Just go for the stages every day. He's kind of climbing up to GC. He might finish inside the top 10, which is unbelievable. Yeah, but, that's, that's, that, yeah, but I mean, Spencer, top 10 for Remco Evenepoel right now is it's, it's, it's nothing, you know, means nothing. And in my opinion, the same, the same goes for winning another stage in this fashion. Uh, you know, he came in as the defending champion, one of the favorites, had the bad day. The day after, did this amazing ride that was you know kind of a, a statement although a lot of people say well you know yeah i mean we all know people who have been in racing and know about what's the value of a performance like this it's a, it was an amazing performance yesterday uh but going again today and trying to win another stage from a breakaway is not going to add anything to uh what remco Evenepoel stands for in what i would do if i were Remco Evenepoel, or if I would be the person who advises him, I would say, okay, Remco, okay, you've now won this stage, you know, let's just reset. We have one week left. You have one week here to, you know, come out of this as good as possible, uh, not just in terms of results, but, you know, looking to the future. And for me, there would be only one thing that I would go for. And that would be focus on the stage of the Angliru, which is, I think, stage 17. Yeah. You know, that's the hardest climb that's still to come, a monster of a climb. And there you've just focused on beating those guys, beating Sepkus, beating Roglic and beating Jonas Vingegaard. That, if you can do that, you can get out of this Vuelta with 
not the self-confidence, knowing yourself that you can beat those guys or stay with those guys. And, you know, we don't have all these questions of, well, you know, well, is Evenepoel really going to be able to do a grand tour against those guys at the highest level because he always has a bad day? I, I would focus on that. That would be my only goal. And, uh, and so, again, you know, I don't know how it works nowadays with, you know, the new generation of, of big champions. Uh, if they accept uh, certain advice, or if they, if or if the DSs, the, the, the director sportifs, or just drivers, who kind of, you know, accommodate the the the, 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 the young cha cycling champions and just make sure that they're happy. I'm 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 afraid I have to say I fear it's the, it's the second, and. Uh, there is no way that a guy like Remco knows, you know, uh, he's, first of all, he's still young uh, and he, he doesn't have any experience. I mean, at least not a lot of experience. He's gaining experience, but it, it often takes somebody who is distant, who can distance himself from, from that interest of that young guy and, and, and tell him, tell him otherwise, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I'm not saying that that's, that's exactly what needs to happen or that it would work, but why not give it a try? Uh, that's what I would have done in, 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 in the, in the case of Sudal Quickstep, don't try to go in breakaways anymore. Now you've shown you can do that. You show you can, you know, ride the whole peloton at a distance, just get back in there and fight it out with those GC leaders when it really matters on the Angli Ru. Maybe he's going to do it, you know, maybe, I mean, listen, that's also different now. Tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow is, is, is a rest day. Then there's a, another stage. So maybe with two days of recovery and focusing, maybe it's enough. But man, what he spent today and what he spent yesterday, I cannot imagine that he will not feel that when it really matters on the Angliru. Yeah. I mean, I'm the ultimate uh, Evanipal hater. And if he won on the Angriru out of the GC group, I would probably, I would have to admit that, wow, this guy could be a really good GC racer against the best. But the problem with this logic is if the team and him were strategic enough to come up with this plan and say, don't go in the breakaways, then they probably wouldn't be in this problem to begin with because they would have managed this race differently. I think he's probably trying to do all of it. I, I bet he thinks, well, rest day, I can rest. I bet he's in the breakaway on stage 16 because it's a pretty <laughs> good finish for him. And then I bet he tries to win stage 17 as well. It, it mm -hmm. seems like that could be a little bit difficult, but I also think you're, that's a good point about, I think maybe there has to be a level of respect between the star riders and their directors. Like if you remember Nicholas Portal, who tragically passed away way too young um, at Sky before it was Ineos, like he was really good at managing those egos. And then once he passed away, the team just has not been the same sense. I think he was a great man manager and that's probably what's missing at quick step maybe there's not the respect there from evanable because evanable can't look at any of his directors and say wow well, this guy has has managed or ridden to to many different three-week stage race victories yeah. you, you, i mean listen at at some point it maybe maybe it also doesn't matter who's there maybe it's that's just the way evanable is i don't know him personally well enough to to, to say maybe 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 if it's even eddie Merckx or or whoever he, he would say hey what the hell do you know this this is a different game now you know i'm doing what i want it is possible that that's the case, right? But uh, ultimately, you know, if you're if you're a cycling champion, you still ride for a team. That team pays you, and that team 
puts in place a structure uh, to, you know, give instructions, design strategies, whether it's with or without the, the input of their star writers, probably with, most likely with, but there needs to be somebody making the final call. And the final call needs to be the guy who's uh, the captain of the, of the, of the ship, which should be uh, at, at, a, at a stage rate, which should be the director. But I think the captain of the ship is probably Remco here. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And just before we go, people are going to say, "Well, why why isn't anyone attacking Yumbo? Come on, get the, get someone in a in a breakaway on a raid stage." Well, UAE tried today. They got Mark Soler up the road. This is one of the hardest starts to a stage probably all year. We didn't see most of it because they didn't televise it, but when the TV coverage started, Soler was up the road with Evan Apol in a big move with a tiny peloton. Yumbo riders had been dropped. Looks great, right? Because they have to chase Soler all day. Well, Jonas Vindigo is in the move with Mark Soler. So what's Mark Soler going to do? Take a bunch of time and then still be way behind Jonas? It's And Yumbo had the strength, even with riders dropped, even with Jonas up the road, to chase it back. So yeah. it shows you that if, if anyone wants to beat them, they're going to have to drop them on stage 17. Don't you think? That's the only yeah. way. No, a stage like today, it's, it's, it's basically impossible because even if they get in trouble in the front... They can still, you know, slow it down, get the team back together, and then basically work as a unit. Yeah. Uh, and they, they'll either, you know, sufficiently limit the losses or, 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 you know, most likely bring it back. So there's not much you can do. They really have to uh, hope for a bad day. Uh, but as we said before, you know, they're not all, all three going to have a bad day uh, at some point. So one of the Jumbo Visma guys is going to win the Vuelta. Most likely Sepkus. Um, and, and most likely two of them will be on the podium and, and, and probably three. Well, Johan, do you have anything else to share before we, uh, we let you take off and enjoy your rest day? No, that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll be back tomorrow on outcomes to predict stage 16. Yeah, correct. All right. Talk to you later. And thanks everyone for listening.